What's up, guys? Kurt Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC San Diego this weekend. <clears throat> Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz in the main event. We got 13 fights on the slate. A couple of them were cancellations from last week, but that's all right. We were scheduled for 11, now up to 13. So a good slate overall. Potential to be a lot of finishes. Um on this card, so I'm excited about that. As always, I'm gonna give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and another matchup that I'm looking forward to on the card. And before I do, as always, make sure you're subscribed to the Mayo Media Network. So much great content coming out throughout the week. So many different sports. Please like the video as well. And let me know who your favorite play is in the, let's go 9K range. We got Benitez, Godinez, Quinlan, and Silva in the 9K range, and each of them project to score pretty well i think ownership's going to be spread out among the four and so picking the difference between um between those four may help separate you from the field so always interested to hear your guys thoughts without further ado let's get into my cash gameplay of the week which is going to be marlon vera at 8.5k all right in cash games i like marlon vera shouldn't be too much of a surprise here as the main event favorite against dominic cruz i will be paying up in cash games as well but i think there's like i already said i'm curious who you guys like in the 9k range i don't know that there's one standout option um the main event between vera and cruz i think it could be very competitive as well i'm not discounting cruz's chances to win this fight at all though i think it will have to come over 25 minutes whereas Vera could also win over 25 minutes or end this fight at any point. Vera is actually a pretty considerable favorite here, minus 250 with Cruz plus 210 as the underdog. So Vera at 8.5K is a significant value. I mean, there are some big favorites on the slate, but Vera is among the bigger favorites on the slate, priced nice, nicely at 8.5K with 25 minutes to work with and finishing upside. He is, let's see... Uh, plus 205 to win inside the distance. And I guess the downside is that if Vera does not win inside the distance, he may not end up on the optimal lineup in tournaments. Um, I don't project him to land many or any takedowns against Dominic Cruz. And of course he could win by knockout, but if he doesn't, if he does go the full 25 minutes, it may just come down to strikes landed. And Cruz defends strikes pretty well. 71%. So there is definitely an argument to make to be a little bit underweight on Vera in tournaments if you want based on ownership, based on um, chance for him to miss the optimal lineup without that knockout. But in cash games where you're trying to beat 50% of the field, where you're trying to beat your head-to-head -head opponent, I think Vera's among the safer options on the board because of his money line for this price, because he gets 25 minutes to work with, and Cruz just has such a, I think, a small chance to hurt and finish Vera. Cruz is plus 750 to win this fight inside the distance, and look, I mean, Mar Marlon Vera, I don't think he's the most skillful fighter even now. His metrics are not very strong, but what he excels at is in these intangibles in his cardio and in his durability he never gets tired and he almost never gets hurt and he's coming off a win a dominant win against rob font in which he absorbed 271 significant strikes of the 271 that landed how many actually hurt vera probably none i i mean and that's just crazy to say but Cruz, while he's a 
good technical striker and, you know, awkward and all this, defensively sound. He's just not very effective. Um, I think he's landed one knockdown in seven in his last 17 tracked fights. I think he could wrestle some against Vera, but I just don't see Cruz being able to finish Vera. So at worst, even in a loss, I think Vera gets 25 minutes to work with. At best, he still has those five rounds, plus he has considerable knockout upside. Um, Cruz is just not as durable as he once was, and he's in his last four fights— Knocked down twice by Cody Garbrandt, knocked down by Henry Cejudo and finished, and most recently knocked down by Pedro Munoz in the first round. And Cruz came back to win that fight, but he was still hurt pretty badly in round one. So just with Vera standing in front of him for 25 minutes, it feels like there's a definite chance Vera at some point could hurt Cruz, turn the tide, and, and take over this fight. And again, great money line compared to his DraftKings price. So that firmly puts him in play for me as the cash game play of the week at 8.5K. All right, moving on to tournaments. I'm going to roll with David Onama at 8.6K. We have another strong value target here with Onama. Minus 330 to beat Nate Landwehr, and he's only 8.6K. I mean, minus 330, that is... Is there anyone who's a bigger favorite than Onama? Bruno Silva, minus 300. Godinez, minus 335. Uh, Benitez, minus 350. So... Yeah, Onama at minus 330 is among, you know, the biggest favorites on the entire slate, and he's only 8.6K. And he's going to be in likely a firefight against Nate Landwehr, who just likes to brawl and kind of excels as this style of fighter who gets taken down, gets hurt early. And if he survives, he just comes on strong. He pushes a pace. He clinches. And he breaks opponents. That's how he's fought on the regional scene. And that's how he's fought in the UFC. And I, I do think Landwehr is live, despite despite Onama being minus 330 to win. I'm not, you know, counting out Landwehr at all. And over 15 minutes, I think Landwehr could trouble Onama a bit, who um, is coming off some good wins, but still absorbs strikes at a high rate, has been taken down a bunch of times. So there's a path to victory for Landwehr. But... Uh, the two times Landwehr's loss in the UFC uh, was KO'd in two and a half minutes by Herbert Burns and KO'd in 56 seconds by Julian Arosa. And, and Onama, I think, is going to have a pretty good chance to hurt him early in this fight. Again, minus 330 to win and minus 135 inside the distance. I just don't think you can pass this value up at 8.6K. I mean, Onama rates out very similarly to fighters like Gabriel Benitez at 9.3K, who might score very well additionally too um and you can make the argument onama is going to be very popular it's worth considering pivoting away to someone like calvillo mirzakhanov yaregui i don't even know if that's how you say your name but there's an argument to make to pivot away from onama based on his ownership but like in a vacuum from a projection standpoint i think onama is a, a very 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 strong play only 15 minutes of action, but he could land takedowns. He can land strikes at a high rate, and I think he has definite early finishing potential. Great metrics. Again, minus 135 inside the distance. You don't get a line that strong that often for an 8.6K price tag. So in tournaments, I'm definitely willing to take some chances on Onama. Very high upside for this price, and he will be my tournament play of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. 
this one's tough. There's there's not a lot of names that I feel like very confident about. <clears throat> there's a lot of fighters who could win. I mean, Devin Clark could win. Landwehr, we already touched on. Lucindo, I'll, I'll touch on. You know, Mearshart, Witt. There's a lot of fighters who, who could win. They're just not... They're not fires I feel very comfortable with. So I'm going to roll with Priscilla Cachoeira at 7.5K. And, and it doesn't feel great to invest in, in Cachoeira. For me personally, it never feels great because she just lacks any kind of defense. I mean, through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven UFC fights, she's defending strikes at a 45% clip, absorbing 7.91 per minute, 65% takedown defense. That's really, really poor. Um, that's just not good, but she's so aggressive that it brings an upside to her style and in a a low level women's flyweight division, like she can win still. And she's won three of her seven UFC fights. She knocked out Shauna Dobson in, in 40 seconds and she knocked out Gina Mazzani in round two, and she's coming off a, a questionable but competitive win against Jiyoun Kim in which she ate 170 strikes but landed 102 of her own. And now she's fighting Ariane Lipsky, who is fine as a more technical striker than Cachoeira, and Lipsky will have a chance to... Uh, Lipsky will have a chance to hurt Cachoeira at points, to maybe take her down, to outstrike her technically, but... I don't feel super comfortable in Lipsky either. Lipsky's landing 3.33 significant strikes per minute, absorbing 3.9 per minute, 55% takedown defense. There's a decent chance that this fight just plays out competitively on the feet, and perhaps Cachoeira can close the distance, use her her power advantage um, to steal rounds or or even hurt Lipsky. Lipsky's been TKO'd a couple times in the UFC, um, on the ground, but still by Antonina Shevchenko and Montana De La Rosa. And the bottom line is Cachoeira is 7.5K. So you got to save salary somewhere. I will be taking chances on the fighters price below Cachoeira, um, but they're, they're just total dart throws, uh, total boomer bust options. You're crossing your fingers, hoping for a finish. Cachoeira, at least I feel like she could last 15 minutes this fight's minus 145 to go the distance she lands strikes at a high rate she could mix in a takedown though i wouldn't count on it and i just think she has some win equity for 7.5k um a relatively safe floor i would say and, and some upside against an opponent who isn't that convinc- convincing either so um, definitely spread out your exposure this week below the mid-range, but I think Cachoeira is a decent option at 7.5K, and, and she'll be my preferred play in that matchup. And finally, the matchup on the slate that I'm really excited to talk about, Gabriel Benitez versus Charlie Ontiveros. And I, I, look, I think Benitez will be popular at 9.3K, but it's a really tough range with Godina's price right below him and Quinlan versus Witt, which we talked about last week, Bruno Silva, Martin Boudet, Osborne. Like, this... There are a lot of fighters who can score very, very well in this range. And I like Benitez, but I'm still not super confident in him. Uh, He's minus 350 to win, so he is the biggest favorite on the slate against Charlie Ontiveros. And it's because Ontiveros isn't good, isn't a UFC-level fighter, no offense to him. Um, I'm sure he's not watching the show, but Ontiveros has been TKO'd in both of his UFC fights. And he's 11-8 and eight professionally. I believe he's been knocked out all eight times. I'd have to double-check his topology record, but I believe he's been 
finished inside the distance by TKO in pretty much every single one of his losses. Some of them are injury. Some of them are, are actual knockouts. Some of them are ground and pound. Some of them are verbal stuff like taps. He, uh, he has a history of getting finished. And the positive for Ontiveros here is that Gabriel Benitez coming off a loss to David Onama is moving up again in weight to 155. So Ontiveros is going to be a lot bigger than Gabriel Benitez. 6'2 versus 5'8. 74-inch reach versus 71-inch reach. And that's partially why the fight as a whole interests me. It's not like it's not like Benitez is some dominant favorite and is going to easily easily smash an undersized opponent. Ontiveros is big. And the other thing is, Ontivero's biggest weakness is his defensive grappling. He, he's really, really bad as a defensive wrestler, defending takedowns at 25% in the UFC, and just got totally dominated by Steve Garcia in his last fight. And Steve Garcia is not a great grappler either. Gabriel Benitez only averages 0.14 takedowns per 15 minutes. He doesn't really wrestle. And I think... It's not that he's incapable of it. He's done it before. He actually has a slam KO win in the UFC. But he might not wrestle. I think it's an obvious path to victory, an obvious path to a finish for Benitez. He could get the fight on the mat, ground and pound Ontiveros, and win this fight by TKO. I'm pretty confident, but I'm not sure if he's going to do that. He might just look to stand and trade. And if he does that, it just brings a whole other level of variance into play. I still think Benitez is a better technical striker. He is a very hard kicker and has some of the best you know, leg kicks in this division, I would say. And Ontiveros fighting in a sideways stance, you know, heavy front leg um, or an extended front leg, I should say. Benitez is probably going to attack him there. And then Ontiveros just even on the inside defending strikes at 26% too, just doesn't really have any defense. So historically, Ontiveros gives up a lot of points, loses inside the distance, and I think that gives a very high ceiling to Benitez on this slate. Again, minus 350 to win, minus 205 to win inside the distance. So I think if you have the ability to pay up to Benitez, you should do so at a moderate rate. I'm going to be spreading out my exposure in that range, as we've already talked about, because there's so many good options. But Benitez is among the best options. Um, I think he has a very good chance to win this fight inside the distance, either via striking or via grappling and ground and pound. Um, without a finish, I don't see him ending up on the optimal lineup, so there's still some bust risk. But I do think Benitez is more likely to win this fight inside the distance than not. And Ontiveros at 6.9K, yeah, you're not going to have a lot of exposure to him, but he's big and he's going to throw some, some heavy kicks. Uh, and Benitez is coming off two fights in a row where he's been dropped. A knockout loss to Onama and was dropped and, and finished late by Billy Quarantillo. So Ontiveros does have a chance to hurt him. And if Benitez doesn't wrestle, that there's there's some potential here. That The early moments of this fight may be scary for Benitez. So at 6.9K, Ontiveros, so cheap, going to be almost unowned. Tons of leverage against Benitez. If you have a large portfolio, maybe you include a little bit of Ontiveros on this slate as well in a fight that's minus 550 to end inside the distance. I think it's going to be a wild one. Very excited for that and definitely a fight to watch from a DraftKings perspective. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. 
best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Take care. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.